Money is such an important thing, especially for women, because we do tend to shy away from it and we do tend to lead with this, oh, as long as I'm happy, like everything's good. No, no, that should not be what we're doing. We should be like coming forth and being like, yes, this is money motivated. I want to have life-changing money. We need to have money conversations. And a really big part of Female Startup Club is the money piece. We talk about it in every single episode. How much did it cost to start? How did you fund the business? What's your funding path for growth? Welcome to the She Shines podcast with your hosts, brand photographer and serial entrepreneur, Anna Laura, and super proud career woman with a passion for entrepreneurship, Alex. Tune in for some connection, community, and girl talk. Plus, join their conversations with other entrepreneurs and professionals who've been there, built that, and are paying it forward. They'll take your burning questions and turn them into actionable steps with a glass of champagne in hand. Here we go. As a multi-passionate entrepreneur, sometimes you have to try on a few different, you know, different shoes for size before you find that one that fits. <laughs> Call it a Cinderella story. Call it my experience with online shopping. But yeah. whatever you call it, we know it's something that we've definitely experienced in our entrepreneurial journey. Mm-hmm. But no one else is talking about the many, sometimes many, many twists and turns mm. an entrepreneurial journey can take, right? Like, yeah. no one else, it's like, poof, I'm, I've arrived. But it seems I'm, like very I'm few here. are sharing the, the actual twists and turns. No, I 100% agree. And seeing others' successes may also have you feeling scared to share how your business is really doing when it comes to bringing in a profit or... I mean, really just trying to break even. So if you've been questioning yourself as an entrepreneur, today's guest, all the way from across the pond, is going to rock your world with her transparency, her passion, and openness, and not to mention her amazing accent. (laughs) Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Yes! So our guest today is Dune Rasheen. She's the founder and host of the popular podcast show, Female Startup Club. So as a digital marketing expert, Dune has worked for global brands such as Snapchat, you might be familiar with it, IMG, (laughs) and the Iconic, Australia's largest online retailer. As an entrepreneur, she's launched her own companies, including direct-to-consumer jewelry brand, Kinks, the female startup, private network, and soon to be her new venture, she's launching a non-alcoholic wine company. Yes. Yeah, so exciting. So I mean, again, multi-passionate. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And since 2020, she has interviewed over 220 successful businesswomen in a mission to educate and elevate female entrepreneurs around the world. I mean, we just love, love, love her mission. And she is actively supporting the Malala Fund in an effort to fight for girls' rights around the world and provide every girl the access to 12 years of safe, free education. And let's just also add her new book, Your Hype Girl, just (laughs) launched last week. So without any further ado, let's get into this conversation. All right, welcome back to the She Shines podcast. We are so excited for an international episode, and we are chatting with Dune Roshin all the way from the UK. Dune, say hello to our community. Hello, thanks for having me. 
Oh, we're so excited. We were just chatting before and scheduling this interview has been a long (laughs) time coming and we just cannot wait to finally the suspense has been building so oh (laughs) Oh, we're so pumped uh can you just walk us through your background like what is your story what made you take the leap and start the female startup club yes absolutely so female startup club is a more recent venture it launched in 2019 november ish but it wasn't until May 2020 that things started to kick off. But to backtrack a little bit, I always actually like to go back to my childhood because I have a really different um, upbringing and my life looks different to what it looks like now. So when I was little, I was raised by my mom, single mom, only child, and we lived in the middle of nowhere, like literally the middle of nowhere. We were on the side of a mountain, dirt road, outback toilet, no electricity, wow. living off the land, just, you know, hustling to survive really. And so the re- reason why I bring that up is because I didn't know about entrepreneurship. Like, you know, you hear other folks talking about it since they're five years old and all this kind of thing. I didn't know any of that. But what I did have was hustle. I've Mm -hmm. always been someone hustling and I've always been someone trying to change my circumstances. And so I'm going to cut a long story short, Mm -hmm. fast forward to my early 20s and you know, I'm chasing this dream of working in the fashion industry and I'm trying to get out there and I'm doing all these internships and I'm working for free and I'm hustling. And I land this job working in a startup. It's in Sydney, Australia, which is where I'm from. And I start this job in fashion, but it's the first time that I kind of understand what a startup is. I start to understand entrepreneurship and I start to look around myself and I see that I can't see myself in the people directly above me or beside me. Like, I don't Mm. want those jobs. That's not for Mm me. What I start to see is that I want to be the guys leading the business. I'm like, that's Mm. really cool what they're doing. These guys are (laughs) hustling. Uh, This is interesting. So I kind of get my first taste of entrepreneurship while I'm working there. And, you know, startups are scrappy. We were a funded startup. We actually had loads of money, but we learned these kind of lessons around how to build stuff on scrappy budgets, scrappy Mm -hmm. everything and kind of hustling to make things work. And it was at a time in Australia where it was like circa 2012, maybe 2011, 2012, when e-commerce was just being introduced to Australia. So we'd heard of things like ASOS, we kind of knew about it, but the Australian market and the Australian consumer hadn't been educated yet. We weren't used to it. So we were able to launch this thing into the market and educate the consumers on shopping online and really innovate in that space. So that was kind of my first taste of entrepreneurship. Fast forward again, a few years later, I moved to the UK and I'm in this job where I hate my life. Basically Mm. I am like commuting an hour and a half each way Mm. to like the middle of nowhere in the UK. I'm in a stuffy office, you know, just thinking like, oh, like this is not for me. Like I want to do my own thing. Like surely it's got to be different. And I get introduced to this guy. And so his name's Pierre Antoine. He's my husband now, but back then (laughs) we got to know each other and he was like building this SaaS software at the time, a tech business, and he needed to build a creative content agency to fund the build of the tech platform. And he was like, listen, I need someone to run this. Why don't you come join us? 
be a business partner. You can build it. You can do whatever you want. But we just need to essentially fund the growth of or fund the, the build of the tech platform. And I was like, done. I'm so <laughs> down. Let's do it. I'm in. So we do that. You know, it's a journey. I feel like you've got to do a lot of things to figure out what you don't like to get yeah. closer towards what you do like. Yeah, uh, that wasn't for me, the creative content agency and the you know build of this tech platform. It was just so complica- complicated. But I wanted to go back to my skill set. I was like, you know, I've worked in e-commerce. I know social media marketing really well. I want to develop my own brand in the e-com space. So I started a jewelry brand and again, thinking about things that you have to do to figure out what you don't like to then figure out what you do like. (laughs) I built this brand for a few years and am I going on for too long? Is this too long? No, this is your (laughs) story. It's such a good story. Okay. Okay. So I built this e-commerce brand and you know, it's super fun. It's sparkly. It's worn by influencers all over the world. We moved to Bali for six months. We moved to around the place doing a bunch of different things. We went to China, we went to Thailand, we went to, you know, everywhere. Went to fashion week in Paris, like all these cool things. But what I realized is that jewelry was the wrong product for me. I love e-commerce. I love building things with physical, tangible stuff with cool packaging, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't really solving a problem and I wasn't creating the impact that I wanted to have. So around this same time, and I'm getting to Female Startup Club, we're nearly there. (laughs) Around this same time, I basically am like, oh, I'm not sure if this is the right product for me, but like, I don't really know what to do. So I'm starting to reach out to my girlfriends and have conversations about their business in their industry, whether it's tech, whether it's e-commerce, you know, whatever. And these are really cool conversations. I'm understanding like how to raise money. I'm understanding, you know, how to build a financial model, whatever it was. I was like, these are cool conversations. There's probably value here if I was to share these conversations on social media. And so around that same time, I was reading this book called Tools of Top Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. And I'm sure you've heard of it, if not read it, but it's this huge book, huge, huge book. And it features billionaires, high performers, athletes. And he asked them these questions about, you know, how they, how they do what they do, why they do what they do, all this kind of thing. And it's full of good stuff. But as I'm reading the book, I'm like, where are all the women at? Right. Where, where is everyone here? Like, where are my role models? Because I can't relate to that guy. Like, you know, it's it's just a different journey. Absolutely. And so I'm like, oh, okay, I'm ticking away. This is interesting. Like, maybe I could start sharing these conversations that I'm having, tools of Titan style, like kind of get the word out there. So I start putting it on these conversations on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've ever watched a 20 minute IGT video, but like you shouldn't because it's really boring. <laughs> and I was like, no one wants to watch these on Instagram. And a few years before, I basically bought a bunch of domains like LA Startup Club, Paris Startup Club, you know, San Fran Startup Club, every single mm-hmm. startupclub.com that I could find. And I think I'd picked up like 25 of them. And Amazing. in that mix was Female Startup Club. Ah. And I was like, well, you know, I already have this URL. Sounds pretty cool. Kind of sums up what it is pretty easily. Maybe I could start publishing a podcast and call it Female Startup Club. And so I post my first episode in 2019, November, and probably around this time. Actually, no, I think it's around the end of the month. 
And then, you know, I don't take it seriously. I was traveling at the time. So, you know, there's an episode here. There's an episode there. Uh Not much is going on. And then the pandemic hits and I'm like, huh, like I'm definitely not going to be able to record these conversations face to face. Like things have to change. And if I really want to like make something out of female startup club, maybe now's the time to double down. I'll stop the jewelry business altogether and focus my time on that. And so basically female startup club starts very organically, humble beginnings on my bedroom floor. (laughs) I mean, if you could see me now, I'm still in my bedroom actually, but you know, on the floor, recording, interviewing women to understand how they're building their business. Why, why is it successful? What's working? What's not working? What should I be thinking Mm -hmm. about? And, and yeah, that's where female startup club begins. Love it. (laughs) Quite incredible. Yeah. And so many great things to do. And like, yeah, it seems like throughout the whole twisty journey here. Like you've always trusted your gut. You were, you had no, I'm not going to say you had no fear. Clearly you like, you might've had some fear, but you didn't let that stop you from trying all these new things. I love how you tapped into your community and, and begin to begin to ask yourself those hard questions. Like, Mm -hmm. am I making an impact? Is this product like in alignment, right. With, with me and what I want to be doing. And you saw that problem. It was like a boys club out there. You're like, what's going on? (laughs) And, and it led to this, you said, yeah, (laughs) it led to this podcast. And you said the organic beginnings of, of your brand. And it's, you said, sometimes you don't think you're going to end up where you are, but you don't know unless you try. And I mean, your story is just, you know, a a perfect example of that. (laughs) Yes, Yes, absolutely. And I feel like it, it touches so much, like it can relate so much to you multi-passionates out there who have all these ideas and are trying different things out. But like you said, like you have to do things, you have to try all these all these different shoes on, right. Mm -hmm. To, to figure out which one fits. And, and you did that and it led to this beautiful community and who knows in the future, like where that will continue to grow. But if you didn't lean into these ideas, then this never would have happened. So I, I just think that's so cool. Yeah, me too. I think as well, when you're trying different things, I mean, obviously every journey is hard and obviously there are hills to climb, but sometimes you get onto something and it starts to stick. It gets a bit sticky. And when it gets sticky, you should lean into that and be like, okay, well, this seems to be working. Something's going right here. I've got like the the right strategy. I've got the right time. Like maybe there's a bit of luck here, but when things start to feel sticky and people are coming back and they're giving you feedback and they love what you're doing, definitely Mm. lean into it and, and roll with it. For sure. For Mm -hmm. sure. And that leads us so well into what we really wanted to get into as well today about building your business from scratch. And I feel like we've touched on so much of that just (laughs) with your journey alone. I mean, leaning into this idea of leaning into like these little, we always say like the, wouldn't it be cool if moments, like you have this thought, you're like, Oh yeah, that would be cool. And like you, I love the packaging and the design, but it's really not the impact I want to make. Um, so let's chat about building your <laughs> business chat. from scratch. <laughs> All right. So multi-passionates, that's who our community, uh, is made up of, you know, a lot of different roles going on, a lot of different ideas, interests, passions in their life. 
how do you find your focus? I mean, you've tried so many different, different shoes on for size. How do you find your focus between all your different ideas? So I think for like where I am now, focus is a big one for me and it's really tough. It's something that I still have to like really um, (laughs) focus on often, (laughs) I guess you would say, because, you know, with Female Startup Club, there are so many different aspects of the business. We have the podcast, we have the newsletter, I have a book coming out. Well, by the time this goes to air, the book will be out. (laughs) Um, And we have the agency on the back end. Then I have my non-alc wine business and there's a lot. And then, you know, social media, like all these other things that you're Mm -hmm. meant to focus on. But I think there are a few things. um, And I go into a deep dive on a recent episode on the show, but there's an exercise that I do for myself I think is really valuable. One step one is to identify what your real goals are within a two or three month period. So Mm -hmm. yes, you'll have your macro goals that you set at the beginning of the year or or maybe even the year prior, and you're kind of working towards those on a big picture scale. But in two or three months, identify two or three of goals of your goals that you can like actually accomplish and what they are going to be. Then of course you need to re-engineer, reverse engineer, sorry, how you're going to accomplish those goals Mm -hmm. and what you've got to do. But what I do is I make like either a list, pen and paper is fine, Excel spreadsheet, whatever you like, but you need to start monitoring yourself and list out every single thing that you do on a day-to-day basis over the course of like a week. And I'm talking everything, Mm -hmm. minimal tasks, nothing tasks right through to the big stuff. And you need to go through that list. You need to separate, I'm giving you the quick version, but you need to separate it into, I should be doing this list and I should not be doing this list. That I should be doing this list absolutely has to work into what your goals are. You need to be making sure that that is actually actively stepping you towards your goals or else you're not going to get there, right? Like bottom line, you're going to reach the end of that three months and be like, damn, that didn't happen. (laughs) The second list the I should not be doing this list. There's two parts to that list. One is I should not be doing that list, but it's still important. And I need to delegate that to someone else. I need a VA. I need my team member. I need whoever, someone else needs to do it, but I shouldn't be doing it, but it still had like keeps us going towards our goal. And then there's the crap. And this is all the stuff that you do that doesn't get you towards your goals. (laughs) Isn't isn't necessary and you shouldn't be focusing on. It's like not a priority. Maybe it's a priority in the future, maybe another time, but it needs to get off your list. It needs to get out of your like head and you just need to be like, (laughs) you know what? I'm not doing that. And so when you get really clear on your list and you get really clear on yourself and you self audit yourself around what you should be doing, what you should not be doing. And like, you can laser focus in on what's important to you and what those top two or three goals are you can actually accomplish so much more. Mm. And I also think with all of that in mind, making sure you carve out time to actually spend, whether it's an hour or 20 minutes, whatever it is, every single day working towards those goals and actually putting in the time because at the end of the day, it is time. Time's what it takes, especially in the beginning and you're hustling and you're trying to make it work. Mm -hmm. You need to dedicate yourself to the activities that are going to put you towards your goals. Yes, Dune, you are speaking our language right? here. 
Um, this is something we very, we have a very similar method that we teach our community members and our clients in terms of, and especially when they come to us, we're like, we don't, we don't know what to do. We don't know where to put our focus. It's like, okay, first of all, let's stop, write down everything <laughs> that you are doing, because sometimes I feel like it, it must be, maybe it's an entrepreneurial thing and a multi-passionate thing. It's like, you just want to do it all and you run on autopilot. And before you know it, you have all of these things like shouting out you shouting at you from your to-do list and you're not sure up from down, left from right. So we just love that method of like kind of just taking a step back to see the whole picture and figure out like what actually needs to get done and what doesn't. And for me, that was groceries. And that's why we order our groceries now. (laughs) I am so with you. I'm so with you on that. (laughs) Yeah. Should not be doing this. Life life admin delegation is a real thing. (laughs) Yes. 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 So we're going to definitely link that podcast episode of yours in the show notes. So Mm -hmm. if you want to take a deeper dive into Dune's method, be sure to head over to the show notes to, to listen to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now let's, so we've talked a little bit now about like finding your focus. Let's say we've got the focus. We know what we want to do. What's the next step in like monetizing your skills? Like where, where do you start with that? How do you start? Yeah. I mean, I guess everyone's different based on Mm -hmm. what industry you're in or what your skill set is. Um, you know, for us, my husband is a performance marketer. So it was really easy for us to identify, well, for us to do all the projects that we want to do, we need to have cash flow positive businesses. And so the agency model works for us because he's able to use his skill set of performance marketing and helping scale e-commerce brands online and kind of plug that into the back end of what we're doing. So there's lots of different ways that you could approach this for, I'll speak from my experience only with female startup club. Um, but there are different ways that you can monetize one, obviously ads, sponsor deals, partnerships, all that kind of good stuff. You work on building a community and then you monetize that by ads and partnerships. Two for us is our private network. So we have a private community or a private network that is a monthly subscription fee. And that is for e-commerce entrepreneurs to come in, have peer-to-peer kind of um, experiences, workshops from mentors, all that kind of good stuff. And that's kind of our front-end product that's a lower price point. And then the third tier is our high-ticket items, which is back-end, and that's the agency. And so that's kind of our three-tiered approach to how we Mm -hmm. monetize Female Startup Club. Mm -hmm. What I think is really important, and this is something I didn't do in the beginning, like I kind of thought, oh, you know, start a podcast. And and I did quite quickly figure out, okay, well, if I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to need an editor and I'm going to need to do all these things, I'm going to have to figure out how it's going to make money. But you can also get lost in that thinking of like, you know what, I'll first build a community and then in a year's time or in two years time, I'll just figure out the rest. But actually you really need to like very quickly understand how you're going to make money, understand how you're going to keep it sustainable because if you're pedaling so hard all the time and there's no incentive for money coming in and you're kind of just getting drained, 
well, that's mm-hmm. no fun. And you don't have a business there anyway. You need to figure mm-hmm. out like how you're going to monetize these things, whether yeah. it's through merch or books or digital courses or resources or whatever your skill set is. Maybe you're able to offer that as a consultant. Maybe you're able to, you know, partner up with someone else and build um, affiliate deals, whatever it is, you need to sit and think about how you're going to monetize your business when it is this kind of um community driven thing like a podcast or a newsletter. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's great. For sure that's these are such great tips because I think it it can be so easy to fall into the the burnout trap whenever you don't have a plan and you're just like, yeah, like the money will come, but you don't <laughs> It you won't. don't know how. So <laughs> I, I think like taking Money piece time, comes first. <laughs> yes. Like that's what makes this a business, right? Versus <laughs> like a really time consuming hobby. Um, so yeah, definitely understanding where the money is going to come from because that will enable you, I feel like, to to have more wins when you start seeing the money coming Mm -hmm. in. And that leads to, I think, more excitement a lot of times. Like not that all of our you know, self-worth or anything should be put in how much money is coming in, et cetera, but those wins are nice. And this is a business after all. So to avoid burnout, because if you're making money, you're able to put that back into the business and do bigger, do more, move faster, scale faster. Mm -hmm. Um, Money is a driving force behind whatever you're doing, whether it is even just a hobby or whether, you know, things cost money. And so Mm -hmm. you need to be able to have that piece figured out to be able to take it to the next level. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you said that because I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times we shy away from the money conversations and how much is coming in or what our plans even are. So really appreciate you saying that. And I love how you broke down the different levels of income that, that your business has like Mm -hmm. low, medium, high ticket offers. Yeah. And I think like, especially something I really wanted to make sure in the very beginning of starting female, female startup club is that, Money is such an important thing, especially for women, because we do tend to shy away from it. And we do tend to lead with this. Oh, as long as I'm happy, like everything's good. No, no, that Mm -hmm. should not be what we're doing. We should Mm -hmm. be like coming forth and being like, yes, this is money motivated. I want to have life changing money, just like that old guy next to me, you know, in his suit, whatever, like. We need to have money conversations and a really big part of Female Startup Club is the money piece. We talk about it in every single episode. How much did it cost to start? Mm -hmm. How did you fund the business? What's your funding path for growth? And for the non-alkaline, which I'm documenting publicly, I'm sharing all those numbers. You know, we're about Mm -hmm. to place our first order. The minimum order is like 42K per SKU. So I have to figure out this money piece. And like, Mm -hmm. I want to share that because we should be able to, as women, you know, get in front of that and be like, yeah, like Mm -hmm. I'm building this business as an asset. I want to sell it. I want to make life-changing money. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. It's very direct. It's no bullshit. It's no nonsense. Like we just need to like own that and not be afraid to take that money conversation and like shout about it. Yes. Amen. Amen. I'm so (laughs) excited now. Like you're so right on so many levels because it does like money does allow us to create that impact. And that's what you were talking about earlier was that the, the jewelry business that you had, it wasn't allowing you to make the impact that, that you wanted. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whenever you're in alignment with what you're doing and like, 
you know, your, your soul's being fed, your bank accounts being fed. Like that's what really yeah. allows you to, to make that impact and leave your, leave your mark in the world. And that's really what we're trying to do. Right. As, as women owned businesses. So I, I'm such a huge fan of this conversation. <laughs> yes, yes. I love that. You're also setting this example for not yeah. only your community, but now we're sharing this message with our community and just hope that, you know, it spreads to more and more female entrepreneurs, letting them know, like, it's okay to talk about this and we're going to talk about it and yeah. we're going to help get you, get you on the right path. Um, so let's touch a little bit on the, the non-alcoholic wine that you are launching soon. So share with us very quickly, like, what would you say, what's the, this is two-parter here. What is the, the top lesson that you have learned in this process of this new launch? And what would be your top do and don't of marketing and launching a brand new product or offer? Okay. So part one of the question, I would say my biggest insight and learning so far is everything literally takes three times as long as you think it's going to take. And everything costs three times as much as you think it's going to cost. It is like, so there's so much in, especially if you're developing something that is, you know, you know, in the beauty space and it's a bit different, or if it's in the food industry and it hasn't been done before, or you're using new ingredients or whatever it is, if there is an R and D piece to the puzzle, mm-hmm. it takes a really long time. Mm-hmm. We started this project in January. We were convinced that we were going to be launched by Christmas, all this good stuff. But like, <laughs> I can tell you that is not the case. It is such a slow moving process that we aren't going to actually launch probably until mid next year. Mm-hmm. We haven't even finalized the product yet. Like it just takes so long cost much money. So that's my biggest insight is like, don't kind of have necessarily this strict plan in mind because as entrepreneurs, you would know everything just changes all the time. There is so much change that you can be sure of. Now, the second piece of your question, I've forgotten. You'll have to remind me. Uh, Your top do's and or your top do and don't of marketing and launching a new product or offer. Right. So my top do would be like, do market research, do customer research, make sure you survey people, make sure you start putting the word out there to actually understand whether this is needed on the market, whether people, whether there's a market for it, because just because you think something is needed doesn't necessarily mean there's a big enough market for it. So getting really clear on the problem that you're solving, the challenge, who it's going to be for, and that kind of customer market research. That's super, super, super important. Um, my biggest don't, hmm, don't rush it. Literally just take your time. It's going to take what it takes. I think we got a bit caught up for a while there in trying to rush it. And actually when we just let go of like this thing that we had in our mind and this specific thing, everything became a lot easier because you're like, well, just takes what it takes. We're going to get there when we get there. And this is just part of the journey. I think as entrepreneurs, if you don't love the day-to-day and you don't love the journey, you need to switch because Mm -hmm. there are goals. Goal setting is so, so, so important, especially when you're, you know, creating something that you want to exit in the future. Of course, that's a great goal to have, but if you're not enjoying your day-to-day journey, you've lost, you've got to just go with the flow, roll with the punches and have a great time while you're doing it. Yes, yes, yes. Such great advice, Dune. I mean, honestly, from the minute you started talking, your entire journey, um, even from childhood to, to how you've landed on the female startup 
club. I mean, we've, we've learned so much from you on just really trusting your gut and tapping into community, trying those new things, asking yourself those hard questions, also not being afraid of the money talk, which is such a crucial component of the entrepreneurial journey, which ties into what you said, loving the journey, loving that day-to-day process, you know, and, and getting out there, asking people what they want, what they need. And I think that's just su- such a nice little, like neat and tidy package of how to build your business from scratch <laughs> in this, this episode. So thank you so much for, for sharing all of your wisdom with us. And we can't wait to follow along and see what happens with your non-alcoholic wine. We will be stalking oh. from the sidelines. <laughs> At the time of this recording, I'm seven months pregnant and I'm so excited for a non-alcoholic yeah. wine. <laughs> Let me say it's needed. <laughs> yes, I, I bet. I watched my best friend go through the experience of having a baby and you know it was a good year and a half of non-drinking for someone who who really loved that ritual who loved that social um, experience and you know most women are gonna go through it so (laughs) you gotta have the options (laughs) options are great oh dude we've loved this conversation like Alex was saying and we just cannot wait to um, share this with our community and we just really appreciate you taking the time to to come on and share all your insight and wisdom with us. Thank you so much for having me. This was super fun. Yeah. So tell everyone before we let you go, where can we connect with you? Yes. Oh my God. You can connect with me in all the places. <laughs> I'm on Instagram at Dunaroshin, D-O-O-N-E-R-O-I-S-I-N. It's the same on LinkedIn, TikTok, you know, Facebook, all the places, um, feel free to hop into my DMS. I love to chat. I love to hear what people are up to. You can also sign up to our community on female club.com pop your email in it's free. We send a weekly newsletter on Mondays and check out the book. The book launched on the 31st of January. So it's ready to buy, uh, check it out. It's very cool. Awesome. We've linked all that in the show notes. So be sure again, you're going to want to stalk Dune. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's inevitable. So just go on ahead, click those links in our show notes and, and connect with her um, and all the ways. And until next time, keep shining. Thank you so much for joining us on the She Shines podcast. Before you go, be sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode. Plus, we would love to hear what you enjoyed most. So share a takeaway and be sure to tag us at SheXShines. And lastly, please take a sec to leave a thoughtful review or pass this episode on to someone you feel could use it. Until next time, keep shining. Cheers, girlfriend.